All right, once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago here on 88.7 WLUW, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. In the studio with me, I have Vico Alvarez. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So th- this is the second time you've been here, but this is the first time we're featuring you specifically. It's the first time when it was planned. Yes. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> no surprises yeah. as much anyway. Um, so you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us specifically about your... Because I know you dabble in a lot of things, but let's, let's start off with your art and kind of go from there. Yes. Um, so what I specifically do right now is I make comics. Mm-hmm. Um, black and white sort of comics, the type you might see like in a newspaper, for example. Um, But in this case, they're online. Um, And they all center a character named Scholar. Um, She's more or less kind of middle school age. Uh Um, And the idea is basically that she puts the chola in Scholar. So literally the word chola is in Scholar, Uh um, in case people hadn't already (laughs) noticed. Um, And yeah, the idea is that she's this sort of like barrio nerd who is trying to figure out her way around her neighborhood, but Mm -hmm. also around her school. You know, Mm -hmm. these things that sometimes clash, but that she's kind of trying to figure out how to make it all work. So I know the comic is based um, somewhat on your life and kind of like the things that you've been through. But because because Scholar is younger, when you're writing about her, are you writing like what, I guess, what generation are you writing? Are you writing when you were younger as well? Or is, is Scholar living in like now, in like the present? So that's actually a really good question because I feel like I go back and forth uh-huh. and I touch on all sorts of different things. When I first started the comics, they were really just for me. Yeah. Um, it was kind of just a way for me to get, you know, maybe things that I hadn't <laughs> quite figured out about my childhood, uh-huh. you know, into my art. You know, art can be really therapeutic, whether it's comics, a painting or whatever. And then, you know, friends encouraged me to put it online. And then that's when I really had to think about like, wait, who is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, and up to this point, it seems like it's, attracted older audiences um you know people more or less my age sort of millennials but even older than that so it's making even older generations you know 40 something year olds reminisce on their their childhoods Uh um but i've also shown these to my middle school students um i do workshops for middle schoolers um and they like it as well so i feel like it just depends on whatever story i decide to tell mm-hmm. um there are particular stories that gravitate more towards you know older generations and then there's some stories that i think the younger generations just get a kick out of uh-huh. so in with scholar does she live in like um does she live in a very specific like city within the u.s or is she kind of like in this imaginary u.s She's kind of in imaginary U.S. Uh-huh. Um, it is very much like based on my life. Like all the comics that are up there right now are basically my life growing up in Texas. Um, but as far as anything that's explicit in the comic, I've kept it kind of open to people to, you know, kind of guess whatever it is that they want it to mm-hmm. be. Um, and that was done intentionally. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like, you know, whatever stories I have to share, there's probably other people who can relate to it. Yeah. So I like the idea of people molding it to whatever makes sense for them. So you moved from Texas to Chicago. Yeah. Um, so two-part question is like, wh- what brought you to Chicago? And then what effect did that move have on Scholar? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Lord, <part of> my <laughs> life. Um, so what brought me to Chicago was school. Okay. Um, I received a bunch of money to go to University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Of all the schools I could have gone to, I ended up at University of Chicago. No idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Um, I had no idea about Chicago winters. I had no <laughs> idea about the U Chicago <laughs> culture. I had no idea that I was going to be, you know, rooming with kids who like went to boarding school in 
Switzerland mm-hmm. or something. I don't I don't even know what I got into, but what brought me here was school. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a working class neighborhood in Dallas, and it's one of those neighborhoods where it's like, if you're a kid who's doing well in school, everybody's encouraging you to get out. Um, right. This idea that like there's no way that you can do well here, like you're not meant to be here. Um, all the while, there's just like all sorts of bad stuff going on around you. The the stereotypical stuff um, that you hear that sometimes I wish it wasn't stereotypes. I wish there wasn't some truth to it, but it is what it is. So mm-hmm. if you're a Latina girl growing up in this neighborhood, people are going to expect you to get pregnant in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't really going to expect you to go to college. Um, they are going to expect you to live in your boyfriend's you know, parents' basement. Um, and the bar is like pretty low, mm-hmm. um, on top of, you know, just violence and all this other stuff. So what brought me to Chicago was basically that idea of like, I need to get out and I need to go somewhere, quote unquote, good, somewhere mm-hmm. better. Um, and you know, university is supposed to be better, but I was right. like model minority status. So <laughs> I was like, I need the best of the best. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I mean, so going from where you were to a university, especially University of Chicago, um, it's got to be a bit of a culture shock. How, how much of Extremely. that shock did you put into Scholar? And can you, do you have like maybe one story that, of Scholar that you can kind of relate to that? I feel like the shock is in... So because Scholar is like a younger mm-hmm. character, I feel like the shock is almost like something that the reader can interpret, mm-hmm. um, especially the readers who are right now like going through college um, who come from similar neighborhoods as, as me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of making it clear why that shock happened. Like, what are those two comparisons that lead to that shock? So, for example, there's a comic where Scholar um, spends her weekend. She has to write an assignment about what she did on her weekend. Right. And she's thinking back. And, you know, on Saturday, she went to go translate for her mom at the Wick office. Yeah. On Sunday, uh, she spent her day watching TV because her mom wouldn't let her go outside. Um, so she did nothing. So she made up a story. Like, she just completely lied on her assignment. Right. Which is something that a lot of us did, I'm sure, um, when we were, like, ashamed of the fact that we didn't have these, like, great adventures um, on the weekend to write about. So I feel like the more you can tease out the details of, like, just how different life is for Scholar as a little girl and how different life is for, you know, myself going to college at University of Chicago or anybody leaving their neighborhood to go to a college that's very different from the culture they grew up in, the shock is almost, like, interpreted within you. It's not really in the story, I mm-hmm. guess. So um, with with the relationship of, of Scholar and particularly that story in regards to, like, making up you know, what I did over this weekend. Do you feel that you've become, um, this is, I don't have a great way of putting this, so don't take this any. No, it's okay. cool. <laughs> so, um, do you feel that you've become more honest now being here in Chicago where you, you know, where it with scholar and being able to kind of like say, no, this is actually what I've done now as opposed to, or do you still have like this internal struggle of like, I'm still going to hide a couple of things. I feel like I've found, the words and I guess in this case the images Uh to go with what I have had like a gut feeling about this Uh whole time like I feel like I I rely a lot on my gut and like even growing up although everybody was telling me to get out get out Mm -hmm. I was like that doesn't sound right (laughs) like there was just something about it that I was like that doesn't sound right Uh um so I feel like I mean obviously like I've grown up um been through all of this stuff I used to be 
an organizer. Like I traveled everywhere. I got to know all sorts of people who came from neighborhoods that I came from and lots of people who didn't come from those neighborhoods. Um, I feel like I have found the words to sort of talk about and show what it is that I've been feeling this whole time. But at the uh-huh. same time, there is some stuff that I think is still hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. Some stuff that I do plan on actually putting in the comics. Mm-hmm. But because, these, again, these comics started off as so personal, yeah. I'm still, like, trying to work through my own, like, crap, like, yeah. mental <laughs> well, state just, to sure get through it. I'm sure just finding that balance of being yeah. how much of the story... You know, how much of yourself do you want to right, play? Like how many details do I want to give you all about, right. like, you know, my messed up parents or whatever? Like, that's really personal. But that's mm-hmm. also something that, like, I aim to talk about right. a little bit. Well, like you said, because you have these workshops and specifically you work with children and hearing those stories that they can possibly relate to mm-hmm. um, from somebody who looks like them as opposed to, you know, somebody who probably doesn't. Right. Um, that can be pretty empowering for them. Yeah. Um, let's get into some music really quick, and then we'll talk a little bit more about your organizational work cool. and just working with children. Right, so sounds we'll good. be back here on Radio One. Testing. One, two, three. It's working. It's working. Why the people, if you're ready to rock, let me hear you scream. But if you really, really came to party, then let me hear everybody say, We came to party. We came to party. Everybody put your hands together like this. Come on, clap. Let me hear you clap. Let me hear you clap. Let me hear you clap. Everybody clap. I'm the type of guy that remains diligent With the type of mind that remains militant In the process, y'all knocking out your nonsense Cause nothing ever happens like using empty bomb threats I'm hitting your conscience so you can be honest Whack rappers make me sick to the point that I have to vomit At the top of my peak So I've been rhyming for weeks Plus another ten years makes the time complete So don't think for a second that we paid the same dues Not even for a second did we eat the same food See I hate when whack rappers get overexposed Get over your clothes Whatever I say is over your nose Meaning it's above your eyes Eating all the stuff inside There's no need to wonder why people have lost their mind The epic uno I make you draw four I remain calm Now do you want more? Well guess what yo, I got a lot of store Whether indoor or outdoor, I do an encore See I'm going off beat, then coming back with rhythm Then I'm going off course, then I'm coming back with pilgrims Spreading smallpox into your immune system And for a thousand dollars I'll charge you the true serum See this is what happens when I get the show started At the top of the list is Chicago's most wanted Yeah, but I'm not the most haunted I get into your spirit plus I leave your ghost haunted So I'm bringing the soul, who's ringing the phone Keeping control, venomous rhymes sting in the zone It's quite pungent And stings the nose with a dope ass beat You can feel in your bones I could affect your body also from the inside No matter what your skin type Got lines like pinstripes dancing in the midnight Looking for some dim lights You want some good hip hop? Well this is just the Inside. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop until the beat, y'all. You don't stop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. And we won't stop until the beat, y'all. You don't stop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop until the beat, y'all. We won't stop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop.
All right, once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago here on 88.7 WLUW, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. That right there was Lester Ray, and the last time we had Vico in was when Lester Ray was here. So um, you have a very specific relationship with that song and for with, Lester Ray. And with Lester Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, you know, off-air yeah. stuff. But um, no, but about that song, um, you're going to be working on a video yeah. Um, so aside from the comics that I do, I do just, I like to branch out to see what else my comics can be used for, just general drawing skills. So one of the things that I'm going to try out is um, this sort of animated music video for Lester, um, uh-huh. for that song specifically, Bougie Bella. Uh-huh. So tell me about um, why, that cho- why that song was p- chosen and what are kind of like your ideas or what's, how are you tackling like what you're going to do for that particular Yeah. I think we chose it just because it sounds like a fun song. Uh-huh. Um, so the idea of like pairing an upbeat song with animation um, to us just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, keep things lighthearted. Um, and I mean, my idea right now is just to turn Lester into a cartoon <laughs> and, and create this bougie bella that he talks so much about in the song. Uh-huh. Um and the whole song just talks about how, um, you know, he met this girl, asked her to dance, turned out that she was like way too into herself yeah. and her rich daddy and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a fun little like chase basically yeah. around a <laughs> mythical bar. Or something. <laughs> how how difficult is it for you to take uh, like your comics, which are still into and translating them into like animation? I'm still learning, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly asking friends for help on this uh-huh. sort of stuff. Um, a lot of what I do is just sort of pen to paper mm-hmm. um, and, you know, very low-key Photoshopping. Um, so when it comes to animating, like, I'm going to rely a lot on folks who know how to work camera, um, uh-huh. for folks who can help me kind of show motion without getting too much into the technical electronic yeah, part of it. it. Um, almost like not really stop motion, but, you know, the camera does most of the work. Zoom in, zoom out, that type of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to rely a lot on some friends. <laughs> um, let's see. So let's jump back into kind of previous things that we were talking about in regards to, um, you know, you, you branch out other than just art. Art is a huge focus on you, but your art is driven or derived from, like, all the work that you do, like organizi- organizing and just with people and with students and um can you talk a little bit more about in regards to like some of the organizations that you are part of and maybe what they do and what you do for them yeah um so before i decided to even do art i was an organizer um i would if you counted my years in college i organized for almost nine years plus um and the entire time i was sort of ignoring art um Mm. and that's eventually piled up and got to me and that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm just kind of like oh let's put the organizing to the (laughs) side and let's like you know do organizing but through a more artistic lens um so one collective that I'm a part of is for the people artists collective um they're an amazing group of mostly women and femmes um who do art specifically for movements that revolve around people of color um and even the marginal marginalized within the community of people of color so queer trans etc so um for example a lot of the stuff that you saw around Laquan and Rakia um it was art collective who helped make a lot of those banners um and 
what I oh one thing that we did that really got a lot of attention actually was we actually did a coloring book. So uh-huh. not only are we sort of doing this like art for the loud aspects of organizing, you know, we'll also do art uh, for kids. Uh-huh. You know, we'll create a coloring book um, that included uh, pages around the different movements that had been going on in Chicago. Do you feel that with working with kids, um, I guess from the beginning versus to when you're done working with them, do you, are they socially aware coming in or is it something that like you're kind of opening their eyes to and then where, where do they kind of end up after um, some of your programs with them? A little bit of both. Kids are smart. Um, <laughs> so like they're aware of anything and everything going on. The mm-hmm. thing is that like, so like I said earlier, how I'm finding the words to like say what I've been wanting to say. Like, I feel like that's how the kids are and that's how I work with them. I help them find like the words, the imagery, the comic characters um, for them to be able to show what it is that they've been feeling, what they've been thinking about the world around them. Um, so I do an after school program at Hernandez Middle School in Gage Park. Um, for example, and, you know, when we talk about mainstream comics, well, we talk about mainstream comics and then some that aren't so mainstream. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to get them to talk about, like, you know, why do these mainstream comics look the way that they do? Um, You know, for example, you get a lot of white men, a lot of white women, um, and they know, you know, like, oh, well, you know, white people run everything. Um, And they'll say it in that way, like that blunt. Right. how do you feel, so I know in the movies, let's say Marvel, well, let's talk about Marvel for a mm-hmm. split second. Um, in the movies, they're sticking to mainly all their old, like, their old stories. They're back, you know, with Captain America being uh, Caucasian, with yeah. all that stuff. Um, Spider-Man still being Caucasian. Marvel has moved on, and they're kind of, they have revamped their line where, yeah. where the new, you know, what... Well, Captain America is still around. However, the new Captain America is Sam Wilson, who happens to be African-American. You have Spider-Man, who's Miles Morales, who's African-American and Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, are your kids aware of, of those comics? Or, like, are, are they still used to, like, yeah. the old, like, the, la- the previous so generations? Th- so that's the part that they're, like, not qu- um, quite aware of. Some okay. of them are, but a lot of them actually aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually feel like comics a lot are coming back because of adults. I guess we're all getting nostalgic or something. Yeah. So, like, a lot of adults are aware of that, but the kids aren't always aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their own cartoons that they're watching. Right. Um, but I had maybe, like, half of my students had no idea about Miles Morales, for example, and I brought it in, and I showed it to them, and a couple of them got really excited about it. I even brought it in and showed it to a couple of high schoolers when I did a workshop, uh-huh. and, you know, they were funny. They were like, oh, my God, that's you, and, you know, they pointed to, like, this brown kid in the class, yeah. and, like, just by saying, like, oh, my God, that's me, like, they very immediately, very bluntly said yeah. that they identified with it, yeah. and I was like, holy crap, like, this is exactly why we need yeah. more of this, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like take the traditional white character and make them a person of color so uh-huh. it's like create your own so that's my other question i was reading this article um and sure it's not the best article but you know it's it's a reference point for, mm-hmm. for this particularly um what's her name she's the girl who's in uh like fast and furious what's her name uh michelle oh rodriguez yes so <laughs> she was talking about all these like there was an article about her in regards to the superhero she's like i don't understand why you're 
you're changing their ethnicities and instead of writing brand new characters who are these ethnicities how do you where do you fall on that argument does it matter to you do you care it Um, matters and i care (laughs) (laughs) great no um but it's definitely tricky like she has a point but at the same time it's like what context are we in so for example like I love the fact that Spider-Man is now Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, it clearly shows that, like, you know, what people of color have been pushing for for the longest, Marvel is finally paying attention, and they're doing something because, mm-hmm. you know, again, representation matters. You know, young people, older people need to identify with these characters. But at the same time, yes, you know, go ahead and, like, create your own. But that doesn't, like, make what Marvel is doing completely illegitimate, mm-hmm. though. Like, mm-hmm. it's still something that they should continue to do, in my opinion. But we should also continue to push our own characters and you know like scholar um like multiple people have come up to me and they're like oh my gosh i've never seen a character like this and i was like yeah that's me um it's a latina growing up in the hood um (laughs) like we don't see characters like that very often and those characters can only come from us Mm -hmm. like the people who live it Mm -hmm. so my next question um is was there a scholar for you growing up Like, well, what do you mean? So you've, you've created Scholar, and so now ki- children and just different people of different generations, oh, they like now a, have somebody. Like a character I could identify yeah. with. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, not that I can remember. I actually mm-hmm. didn't. My older brother collected comic books, like no one's business. So, like, <laughs> they were always around me, and I would go through them. But, like, the traditional Marvel DC comics, I didn't identify with too much of it. I love the X-Men. Like, of all of them, I love the X-Men because there were so many women superheroes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, these women had huge boobs. <laughs> and for some reason, they always had perfect hair no matter what they were doing. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, everything was really sexualized in yeah. terms of women. And usually the one saving the day, more times than not, you know, was the men. So, mm-hmm. I like, I didn't really care too much for comics after a while. Because I was like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like maybe I had little bits of it in, you know, the personalities of some of the female characters. But... I don't remember ever seeing, like, a Latina in there. Yeah. Um, if Even if there was a Latina, like, they probably just guys are as white or something. Right, so. yeah. Um, we're going to get into one more song. Once again, we're talking to Vico Alvarez, um, who does Scholar Comics. So it's scholarcomics.com. Yes. Let's, we should, let's get that information out, because we've been talking so much, but we haven't really gotten... Yeah, no, scholarcomics.com. Uh, um, and on and Twitter, you have a couple it's, of wor- workshops, too. Yes. Uh, so scholarcomics.com, Twitter is at scholarcomics. My personal Instagram is at lavico, L-A-V-I-C-K-O. Um, and yeah, I have a workshop coming up tomorrow in, or Saturday rather, in Milwaukee. I do a lot of low-key workshops um, with a lot of women and uh, young students. Um, and next week I'll have another workshop with middle schoolers. I sort of teach them how to create comics, but also how to create meaning in mm-hmm. the comics. Um, and then in July I'll have a... My, some of my personal comics are going to be a part of an exhibit at the Museum of Latin American Art in Long Beach, which awesome. I'm really excited about. I'll put more information as it comes on my website. Great. And we'll make sure to get it out for you. Um, so once again, thank you so much for coming in. Thank and you. And we'll uh, update our website with anything that you have. All right. Sounds good. Great. Thank you. All right. We'll be back here on Radio 1.